What's going on, guys? Zane here with Everything Vive. Want to welcome you back for another episode. I am here with Ronnie. Ronnie, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing good. Just got back from overseas. Still jet lagged, but I got my Vive time in the uh, the last couple of days, and uh, I'm ready to talk about some VR. How about you? Yeah. No. Same. It's been it's been busy. It's been a busy time in general, but. Uh, there have been a lot of cool games coming out recently, so it looks like things are starting to finally. There was there was a little bit of a lull, but now things are starting to to pick up. There's already stuff being released, and and it looks like more and more stuff is being announced as we speak. So yeah, and uh, and there's more stuff coming out soon. So I <laughs> yep. But we'll we'll get into that in a little bit. So first things first. Uh, thank you guys all for tuning in. Um, a little thing that we started last time that I just want to mention again, uh, we really, really do appreciate all the reviews that you guys are leaving on iTunes, especially we're trying to grow, uh, on the plat on that platform specifically. And, uh, so what we started is a way for you guys to get a free $20 steam gift card. All you got to do is leave a review on iTunes. Let us know how we're doing, what you think of the show. Uh, and then take a screenshot of that and shoot that over to contact at everythingvive.com. There will be um, there'll be instructions in the show notes as well, but we will draw a winner at the beginning of every month. So May will be the first month. Uh, and so, um, yeah, it'll, it'll just be a chance for us to give back. I know we, we talked about it at, at length last time, but just wanted to make sure that we mention it uh, here on out so you guys can enter in. And for those who already have left a review but have not sent a screenshot in, uh, please make sure you do that because we want to get you guys involved with the giveaway as well. So uh, with that being said, Ronnie, you ready to jump into some news? Let's do it. So let's start off with... Uh, Some good news, Uh, Logan Olson, who is the developer of Soundstage and who we had on the podcast, I think he was actually uh, one of our first guests back in episode 14, I believe. That is correct. He was probably, was he number two? I think he was actually number one. We could probably go back through and check. But the news is that he just joined the Google VR team. uh, And I think he'll be working on some projects for... Uh, Daydream and just I think they they really want to incorporate all of the awesome stuff that he's done with Soundstage uh, into all of the VR apps that they're working on. So, Logan, congrats, man. We uh, we're really excited for you and are excited to see what you come out with on the Google VR team. Yeah, no, that's amazing. So it's always great to hear when people are people are able to to move on up and get new opportunities. And I mean, VR is already giving so many people uh, new opportunities in general. I know. I know Logan has been in in the industry kind of before it was really an industry, so uh, it, that's amazing. So that's that's great to hear. Yep, very excited for him. Um, and yeah, so we'll we'll see. Maybe we can even get him back on the show, let, and he can let us know what he's up to over there. But uh, we will be cool. <laughs> we'll leave that for for a little bit later. Um, so some other news things. We're just gonna we're just gonna rip through these because there isn't or there wasn't much like you were saying. This, Somewhat of a lull in terms of uh, specific Vive news, but the other yeah, news is... I, oh, I'm starting to wonder if... No, I was just going to say, it seems like there... I mean, for better or worse, it seems like there's a lot of upcoming game announcements coming out and people being able to try new stuff. And maybe we're, as we as we creep up to E3 and some of these other conferences, maybe people are, are kind of holding out on some of these new these new announcements until, until a little bit here. So it's... It's yeah. It's on. It's on one hand, you know, 
not as exciting of a time for news, but on the other hand, it seems like there's a lot of stuff kind of around the corner. Yeah, well, uh, like you said, so there are several games coming out. Well, uh, before we even get to that, just want to make a quick mention about the Viveport subscription service, which Mm -hmm. uh, launched last week. That's when I got the email, and I haven't signed up for it yet, but it's something that is on my to-do list because I'd like for us to talk about it next week. I saw some some really cool titles available that um, that they're promoting right now, which which I haven't tried just because you know I didn't want to drop X amount of dollars for something like I don't want to bash any titles, but you know what I'm talking about. There are titles out yeah, there yeah, which yeah. which which received lukewarm reviews, even from maybe some of them from yourself. And so if I can get it as part of the subscription rather than paying, you know. 10, 15, 20 dollars for an experience I know that's going to disappoint, uh, but mm-hmm. rather just have it for a month, try it out, show it off to people, and then you know move on to the next. Uh, that's what I'm really excited for yeah. with the subscription service. And no, also, and I, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I'd even go as far as to say some of these titles aren't necessarily disappointing. It's more just, you know, at the price point, it's kind of a, a tough pill to swallow sometimes. And so that's a good having point. A, yep. Having a subscription service allows you to gain the maximum enjoyment out of the titles without feeling like, oh, I paid too much or, you know, was that worth it? Should I return it? All those kind of, you know, kind of kind of questionable, iffy kind of feelings you sometimes get by spending, you know, like, you know, these 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 few dollar purchases, if you're doing it all the time, really does add up. And so this is a guilt-free way to, you know, enjoy all of these great experiences and not feel like you have to really worry about the consequences on your wallet. You just, you know, you're, you're paying a fixed amount and you can, and then you can try out what you want to try out. No, I, I couldn't agree more. And I, and one of the things that I'm excited about is, um, Arcade Saga is available as well yeah. on, as part of the, uh, as part of the subscription service. And, you know, this is the first, um, first, first party game essentially and, mm-hmm. I, you know, it just makes me think, and this is going to be a discussion that we'll save for later, maybe even next week. But, you know, if if Vive and Viveport can really start to build a catalog of mm-hmm. solid games and, mm-hmm. you, and you start to get some of these bigger developers contributing games, I mean, I, that might be a little, uh, a little rivalry there between uh, them and Steam. Uh, just because I know for myself, if I can have access to certain games and only pay seven bucks a month, uh, you know, until I play them out. Cause they, they, you know, there's so many games in my library right now that I bought, mm-hmm. I played and mm-hmm. I haven't touched in like six months at this point. Um, it would be really nice if, I mean, I feel like in a perfect world, you would pick up the, the larger, more substantial games on steam. And then a lot of the smaller kind of one-off experiences that you more or less finish in an hour or so, those would all be on some kind of a subscription service. Yeah. So you'd be able so so you'd be able to enjoy all of these little quirky short VR experiences for a set price altogether and then the bigger titles you could purchase on Steam like that would be I I'm, I wonder how this will all shake out because it would be amazing if that's what Viveport ended up being more like and then you could kind of so like you're right like you would stop making as many of those smaller purchases on Steam but Steam would have its place Viveport would have its place and I feel like both would do really well. So no, I, I agree with you. And I and now we're we're getting further into this discussion than than I was planning to. But my thought process, just based on what you were saying, is you know it's it's a Netflix model essentially, right? So Netflix doesn't get the movies right away. 
but it gets them at a later point. So not mm-hmm. this wouldn't necessarily be, you know, quote unquote, like exclusive, but mm-hmm. maybe some of these games trying to recoup some costs, give them to Steam or, you know, a platform where they can actually sell the games uh, mm-hmm. for a set period of time. And then a year later or six months, whatever, whatever, like the, the social, not social, but like the standard time, um, that needs to pass in order for it, you know, whatever, whatever ends up being comfortable for them where yeah. it, these games start popping up on, you know, I'm sure the metrics Viport. are really like, I bet you, like if we talk to some of the developers that we've, you know, just about the business side of steam and everything, I would not be surprised if there are very clear statistics out there to say, okay, what is the, the window of, of primary sales? And then when, when does that drop off? And when does, so I feel like if you know all of those metrics, you could make it a really lucrative thing for you to where, okay, we, you know, based on statistics, we know that we've, you know, sold the bulk of our, of our sales, let's say, or we've done this or that um, near our launch. And then, you know, then adding your game onto, onto Viveport, for example, can potentially get you X, X amount over what you would have had had you not been a part of the subscription service. Especially, yeah. like, I, I, I'm curious as to how quickly people are going to subscribe to the subscription service. I know HTC recently announced something to the effect of about 100,000 users are, you know, on Viveport generally. Or I don't, I don't know. I, I'm, off the top of my head, I can't remember exactly what the metric was as to if those are people actually, you know, viewing the store or kind of, you know, being in the app or what that actually means. But, I mean, assuming it's something that's meaningful – Already a hundred thousand people just in the in the ecosystem. Given that Steam VR has been around and so uh, you know prevalent with with the Vive up to this point, I mean that's that's not a bad start. And if you have a, a decent chunk of those people signing up for the subscription service, even even you know you know tens of thousands of people for some of these smaller titles out there, that could really be. A significant boost, you know. No, I and just to, to piggyback on what you're saying, I I feel like a lot of the titles that will really benefit from a service like Viveport will be some of these smaller indie games that, uh, you know, maybe not everybody wants to spend, or maybe every, everybody doesn't have the budget to spend uh, and try, you know, certain games that are, I, I don't want to say like mid-tier but that's exactly what they are you know like they're not they're not the most popular games but they've gotten good reviews and there's a a good player base around them and um you know there's just a way for for people to or this would just be a way for people to get access to those games try them out Mm -hmm. play them without Mm -hmm. without ever um you know putting on the money that they would need to uh buy like a bunch of different ones if that makes sense yeah no it does so very cool. Well, and uh, the last thing about the Viport subscription is that you do get one month free. So for anybody who's on the fence uh, about trying it out, uh, you, you get you get a free month. So if you, if you don't want it after that month or if the titles aren't good enough, you can always cancel. Um, mm-hmm. I, we're not, I, I feel like I'm sounding too salesy for, uh, for Viveport, but I'm just excited about it myself and I'm hoping to give a little bit more of an in-depth review or at least yeah. my thoughts on it next week. And you're, no, pl- I you're planning like, to get it too, right? Yeah, no, I am. Cause I mean, I mean, and granted we're maybe in a, a different position than a lot of people out there, but I mean, for, for you and I, I mean, it, it really makes a lot of sense because we're, we're always trying to, to go in and see the latest and greatest stuff and, 
and we're trying to, I mean, besides that, we're also trying to, to gain, you know, a, a wide swath of the software out there. Like we're trying to, to give you impressions of as many experiences and games as possible and having a subscription service really allows us to kind of broaden, you know, the types of games that we play. If something isn't necessarily our cup of tea, in the past we might not get a chance to play it because that's us putting down our own our own, you know, hard-earned cash to try something out um versus now it'll be a lot less of a of a barrier to entry if something looks like it could be promising but possibly not something that we'd, you know, for sure buy. Now we can at least try it out and, and have a chance to give our impressions. So I think I think there's a lot of people out there that are kind of like us, even though they might not be doing podcasts or or broadcasting anything, you know, on YouTube, anything like that. Uh, you know, just a lot of people out there that are interested in trying out these small experiences. Uh, you just have people as, who are like super hungry for VR and they just want to try everything exactly. out there, like us. Exactly, and so and there's only so much again keep talking about your wallet, but there's only so much it can take if you're, you know, putting in all these little purchases all the time. And so it really would be nice to just feel like you had this one, one stop shop to try out lots of different, different things. So, yep. Yep. All right, cool. Well, we'll both be getting that within the next week and hopefully talk about it, uh, during our next episode. So, uh, let's move on. Um, we only got a couple more things, and it's actually I just wanted to mention some of the games coming to the Vive. And I know you and I had, were talking about this a little bit before mm-hmm. we hit record, but it's not even just games; it's like a trend. I, I feel like I feel like we see kind of trends forming as to as to some of these, you know, different platforms mm-hmm. kind of merging a little bit recently. Yep. Well, so so I'd say the two big ones are Batman Arkham and Battlezone, mm-hmm. which are both coming to the Vive later this month. Uh, I th- believe Batman Arkham is coming to the Vive on four twenty five, so April twenty fifth, and mm-hmm. there is a closed beta, I believe, for Battlezone on April nineteenth. So hopefully the uh, the launch of that wouldn't be too far after. But mm-hmm. I mean, these are two of the more popular games on PS VR, PlayStation VR, and they are making their way over to the Vive and the Rift, mm-hmm. of course, but uh, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. we're we're concerned about the Vive, and it's uh, it's what less than six months? No, maybe yeah. se- seven months since the PlayStation came out. Yeah, um, no, but still, I mean, and 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 I mean, yeah. There's other games that we'll talk about later that were also originally PlayStation VR exclusives, but I mean, we're starting to see more and more game. I'm I'm not. I wasn't so surprised that we would start seeing some you know, Oculus pseudo exclusives pop up. But it, it is interesting to me that we're seeing PlayStation VR exclusives just because those titles wouldn't necessarily be something that would be, you know, kind of PC ready, I would say. And and so I mean, while while, you know, to some extent none of the next none of the current gen consoles like the PlayStation 4 or Xbox One are that far off from PCs uh, when it comes down to it. Um, it's still surprising to me that you know as many of these high-profile PlayStation VR titles are, are making their way over. I I kind of hope Res VR comes out uh, on PC. There's a couple. There's a couple of others I still would love to be able to try on the Vive. But I mean, and and I mean I've heard great things about Battlezone. Um, you know, play Batman VR. Like I've heard some you know mixed stuff about it, but 
regardless of that, I know I personally want to be Batman and want to want <laughs> <laughs> want to want to see what the Batcave looks like in VR and 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 I'm probably going to get it regardless of whether it's a you know it's a mixed experience or not. Um, well, the only thing I heard about Batman was that it was it was short, uh, which yeah. which I think which I think honestly is is the um, is the knock against a lot of games or experiences right now. You know, yeah, it's just, just it, the, the price just doesn't justify the um, the playtime and experience and things like that. Which again, going back to Viveport, I think that could be a big problem solver for a lot of this. Yeah, yeah, but but I mean, regardless, it's just exciting to see these. Because I mean, you were seeing some bigger budget stuff on the PlayStation VR, and it's just exciting in general. You hope that one day all these games will be available across all the platforms. So, um, so this is very promising, and I think I think more so than ever, especially Vive owners should really feel confident about their purchase, given that you know, really, really, it's the hardware platform itself, the one that you know HTC and Valve. Uh, you know, both launched is really the, you know, the best system out there hardware wise. And if games are coming out across all platforms and you own a Vive, you should be very, very happy because you're probably getting the best experience on that in those titles. So, uh, so that's, so that's great, you know? Yeah. So just a quick, uh, well, it's not really quick, but, What's your gut reaction, just right off the top of your head, as to why these games are coming over so quickly? Uh, I, I have a feeling, I mean, if I were to, these kind of things don't happen overnight. I feel like, I mean, we don't always know the, the, the deals that are being made behind the scenes and all that kind of stuff. I have a feeling that most of these titles, probably when they came out on the PlayStation VR, already kind of had a set exclusivity date that, you know, they agreed with Sony, okay, you'll promote our game or release it, blah, 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 on PlayStation VR. And in exchange for publicity or X amount of dollars or what whatnot, um, you know, you'll hold off releasing it on other platforms until X date. And so I have a feeling we're just probably seeing the natural expiration of a lot of those deals probably. Interesting. And okay. So you think that I this were, was pre-planned or at least somewhat? Yeah, yeah I, okay. I would imagine. I mean, I, again, I don't know anything that... Just based on how a lot of exclusivity deals work on other platforms, and and you know historically speaking, I have a feeling that that's probably what's going on. And so most of the time, games that are able to jump from one platform or another, um, but are exclusive for a certain period of time, may have gotten some kind of promotional deal or you know some some kind of limited. But but the first party, like the the platform, didn't really have necessarily a a, a super large, uh, you know, role in maybe publishing the game. So, so there are every now and then games that you'll just never see come out on another platform because you know Sony or Microsoft or some other company, even though it was a third party title, you know, really spent the money to get the game developed and published and all that kind of stuff. So sometimes you'll see games like that that just can never make it over to other platforms. But a lot of times you'll have games that you know are only exclusive for a limited time and it's because because of some kind of you know limited time deal so so i i have a feeling that's probably what these are like but given that this is the first time that we've really had a a console centric you know vr uh you know hardware platform out there 
it wasn't guaranteed that it was going to quite work that way, especially, you know, since it, even the Vive and Oculus aren't necessarily just like your average PC type titles that, you know, in a way these are their own separate platforms as well. So, so there just wasn't really wasn't a lot of precedent to know whether a lot of those PlayStation VR titles were for sure going to come over or not. Cause I mean, to some extent, I I'm a little bit surprised. I would have expected, I mean, some of these titles, given how limited, uh, you know, even the PlayStation VR's, uh, share of the market is. I mean, how many, you know, there really aren't that many headsets out there compared, when you compare it to like, you know, how many PlayStation 4s are out there, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so part of me would have expected that a lot of these ga- titles would have been more, you know, monetarily fronted by Sony in order to be released. So I was kind, I was kind of expecting there to be a lot of games that stayed exclusive just because they wouldn't have been made otherwise had Sony not, you know, footed the bill for, for, for development or whatnot. But, but it sounds like a lot of these big titles probably weren't as dependent on them as I would have assumed. I I could be wrong, but, but given that they're coming over or maybe, you know, it's just, it's viewed as just, okay, they've made their, the bulk of their sales on that platform. Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting. So, but regardless, it's great for the for the developers to be able to expand onto these other platforms because, uh, you know, a game like Batman, for example, that's already sold tons of copies on on PlayStation VR and probably isn't selling a whole lot of extra, you know, extra uh, copies right now. You know, gets a new lease on life when all of a sudden it gets, you know, released on these other on 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 Oculus and on on steam. So, yeah. So, yeah, uh, no, I, I, I agree with you. I, I guess I'm just trying to, I'm trying to piece together and this is just obviously, uh, with an N of one, it's or N of two in terms of mm-hmm. sample size. But you know, if that, if that life cycle of exclusivity is only about six months, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, maybe, maybe my opinion it's is a wrong. Tricky, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it's a tricky situation. I feel like, because to some extent, if you wait too long, uh, a game becomes less relevant when it releases on the other platform. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I feel like six months is kind of teetering on that level of, I mean, it's, it's still pretty new, but it's not so in it, but, and it's not so old to where people aren't interested anymore. So I, I feel like it's a decent balance. I mean, the, the, the smaller amount of time a, a game is exclusive, the better, I think. But yeah. And do you think any of these games would ever go like cross-platform, meaning like Oculus and Vive over to PlayStation? I know that that has always been difficult yeah. or just even unfair to do in the past, just given the advantage that PC players have. Sure, but you know, I'm I'm curious now in terms possibly. of possibly. I mean, I no, I think because everybody's got two controllers and a headset, right? Like that's that's the that's the control mechanism at this point. Now, yeah. n- now, now the the. Uh, unfairness i guess would come down to what you think the best uh console is or what you think the best headset is in terms Mm -hmm. of just whatever i guess i mean right now there's no there's no doubt that um the tracking is the best on the vive and i'm sure people will will have you know things that the the psvr and oculus are good at as well but i'm just curious if that would ever if, if we would ever reach that point because man you could you you could open up quite a few um 
communities by sharing those those uh, different platforms together. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think ultimately we will see all the platforms converge somehow. But I mean, console consoles in generally in general have always been more closed. But at the same time, especially in the most recent you know generation of consoles, you have seen a lot of a lot of independent games being you know released. Uh, you know, in a lot of ways, the PlayStation Store and X and the Xbox Marketplace look a lot more like Steam now than they did you know five years ago or even even further back than that. So I feel like in general things are kind of opening up, and so I as long it seems like there's always opportunities for, for games to be released on, on new platforms. Yep. Yep. All right, man. Well, that's all I have for the news. How about you? Yeah, that's it for the news as well. Like it just, just these trends of, of games coming over is, is, is great to see. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of, of a lot of cool titles coming up. So it's just, uh, it's an exciting oh, yeah, the, time uh, to be able to the Rick and Morty title is coming out April 20th as well. Yeah, so. I'm excited. Everything that that they've kind of released up to this point, mostly for the Vive that I've played, have all been really fun and unique, and take advantage of the hardware really well. So I'm I'm interested to see what they come up with. Yeah, and I mean, if you're if you're a Rick and Morty fan, this is going to be. I mean, you're probably just as excited as myself because I, Dan Harmon is uh the, the creator. He's huge into VR, and so I mean, it's just. It's cool to see like some of the people behind your favorite, you know, movies, shows, whatever, really trying to make the most out of VR and like creating content just for that. Uh, so I, I'm excited for that. April 20th, uh, which is less than uh, a week away or no, it's a week away at this point, a little bit more than a week away. It's kind of crazy that we're already near the end of April. Yeah, no, that's for sure. Um, okay, well, let's get into game talk then. And this is a... Uh, this is a first for us, and maybe it was the fact that I was uh, out of town overseas, and we we didn't really communicate uh, which games we were playing, but uh, it ended up being the same one. So mm-hmm. you, you and I played Tethered VR, and yep. um, I, I don't know. You want to go first? I, I, we're we're both going to give our thoughts on this now, and I don't know. We'll see. Maybe, maybe in the future, if this if this works out well, maybe we should just start playing the same games. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean. Yeah, so I, I picked it up just because I had heard great things about it as a as a PlayStation VR title, and kind of you know on this on the theme of what we were talking about earlier. Yep, exactly. With, with the news, um, Tethered is a game that was on PlayStation VR and is now on you know now playable on the Vive and the Oculus. And so I, I just heard really good things. I heard that it's a a pretty full fledged game. It's challenging. It had you know, great graphics, that kind of thing. It was a lot of fun. So I said, hey, let's give it a shot. And honestly, I, I came away pretty impressed. I thought it, it's, it's done really well. And if, and if, if, uh, it's, a, if it's an indication of what other uh, PlayStation VR ports over to the PC are going to be like, I mean, it, it, it takes advantage of the Vive well. Uh, the tracking system and the Vive motion controllers work great with the game. And my understanding is Tethered really only worked with the PlayStation 4 controller before. It didn't have motion controller support or anything like that, as far as I know, um, in the past. So, so, you know, them kind of implementing that stuff is a really nice step forward. And it, it's just a very cool game. So um, 
Uh, for those of you that are looking for something more substantial to play in VR, I think this is a great title to look for, look at. Um, it's a it's kind of a god strategy game. I'm trying to think of what the term is. Like a you're basically you know you you have control over like you you're from a god's view kind of controlling the. That's like a godlike strategy uh, game or something. Yeah, controlling uh, what happens on on a little floating island and you're basically, you know, managing these, these little beings called peeps. And it's all about kind of resource gathering and building and survival. And it's done really well. It can get pretty hectic and it really demands a lot of your attention. I mean, you're really just like moving around doing all sorts of things at all times. And everything has a very uh, tangible, you know, great real like it it feels like like you're kind of overlooking kind of a model playset when you're playing um everything like everything animates very well looks great has a cartoony look to everything but it but at the same time fairly realistic as well um and yeah i don't know i mean before getting more into the mechanics i mean as the name suggests it's called tethered so a lot of the mechanics involve you kind of connecting things to other things. So you, you know, you connect your little your your little creatures, those peeps, to the resources, and they start, you know, going back and forth, you know, gathering wood or or you know stone or or that kind of stuff, and taking it back and and being able to utilize it for building and that whatnot. So yeah, so I mean, one of the things, for example, is that you can connect a rain cloud to a sun cloud and that creates a rainbow and then the rainbow is kind of a special power up in a way it can really it can regenerate any any resource so like one of those either of those will generate its own resource like a rain cloud can be used for example to regenerate wood it, the trees will regrow with if it rains or you can use the sun cloud to grow crops. But if you combine the two together, you kind of have a soup, like a special type of, of cloud that, you know, is the rainbow that can generate anything, be it, be it any of those two things, be it, you know, something else like, like rock or ore. That's just one example. I mean, literally, this game is all about kind of experimenting and combining things together and, you know, kind of just just messing around with this with this world to see how everything interacts with each other, and then also managing all of those types of things all at once. So, so eventually, I mean, you can never, like I said before, peeps are these little people that are doing your bidding on these islands, and unfortunately, without your guidance, they they you know become hungry and bored and, <laughs> and they start falling apart yeah <laughs> yeah fall off cliffs and that kind of thing so i mean you really do have to kind of manage them but if you manage them well you can upgrade them into warriors and special you know special classes basically that can do better jobs at some of the tasks that you have them do you can build buildings and eventually you know and and i guess one thing that i haven't touched on is kind of the difference between the day and night cycle. So along the same lines as, you know, gathering the resources and all of that, you have these day-night cycles. So 
you're really supposed to try to get as many resources and do as much building as you can during the day. And then at night, creatures will come out from the sides of the map. And um, each separate day, they'll get stronger and stronger. And so basically, your job is to try to prepare yourself and get as much done during the day as possible so that you can then kind of, you know, fend off these creatures uh, at night and then survive till the next day and keep going. So, and, and it seems like most of the object- objective has to do with, you know, how quickly you're able to develop things and how long you're able to defend, you know, your, your, keep, your keep your peeps, you know, nice and healthy uh, during this whole process. And, and I'm still kind of a little bit confused as to exactly how, like, they have leaderboards and all that kind of thing, and it does save your progress on each of the maps. So it's, it's almost like you have progress on each of the individual maps in the game, and those are kind of, so you can kind of, you have multiple projects going on each of these little islands that they provide you with. So, so yeah, so it's, it's interesting, it's fun, it's challenging. I mean, the one downside I saw is just that, I mean, I, it wasn't super clear to me how often it saves. And, I mean, for me to just get to where I was, which I didn't even complete the full tutorial map, but I got pretty far. I mean, I had played about an hour. So, and, I, and it could be, I could be missing something. I don't know if, if, if there's a way that you can, you know, finish earlier, but it, but it almost seems like it's more about how developed can you make this little island and how long can you, can you survive? So I don't think the goal is to do anything too quickly or end your play session too quickly. I think it's, it's all about getting these, these little islands going and, and being able to keep them, you know, maintained and, 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 and continued, you know, continuing development. So Anyways, yeah, I, what, what were your impressions of it? Because I, I actually feel like, like, to some extent, I'm not sure if you got as far as me, but on the other hand, I feel like you have a lot more experience with, with strategy games in general in VR. And so I'd be curious to see kind of what you thought about how it kind of stacks up to some of those other ones that you've played. Yeah, so I, I really like this game. Um, it's just... It reminds me of two different games uh, that I played on PC. The first one being Black and White, which I know uh, several people, especially in their reviews, have uh, have commented on. And yeah, Black and yeah, White yeah. was one of those like uh, God mode or godlike strategy games where you. Well, here you have really direct control. In Black and White, it was more so uh, you were limited in certain ways, but you know there were yeah. things that you could I- do. I know you had like a monster, like a- yeah, you had like your your physical representation on Earth uh, or on the land, which which is actually a really cool, uh, really cool. Thing, yeah, I remember. Thing to I have. mean, at the time, at the time, I remember it just being neat because it was kind of like its own, like you know, AI where you kind of trained and and kind of monitored it like a pet in some ways. Yeah, no, and and the thing is, like, well, I, I shouldn't say that you were restricted. Like, there were certain things that you could do, and then have your creature do. Uh, or whatever the whatever you want to call it, um, and I guess one of the cool things in terms of like what you're talking about AI is you know based on how good or evil you are, your creature would start manifesting certain characteristics that match cool. how you ruled as you know the leader or the god or the people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, okay, and, and that, so that's black and white. This game obviously <laughs> isn't, isn't at that level, but it does remind me a lot of that game in terms of what you can do, the things that you can control. Um, and 
there there is a lot of micromanaging that uh, black something like black and white didn't have, which is why the second game that comes to mind. Uh, which is probably a game that isn't as well known on PC, but I, I, for some reason, had it or got it and had a blast playing it, but it was called Creatures. Um, mm. And uh, it, it was something similar where there were eggs that you could hatch and then these little tiny creatures that you could control and they would grow up and then they, they'd have babies and more creatures. And it, so it, in that way, these little peeps, because you, you hatch them, are able to... Um, you know, the, uh, the peeps that you have, you're able to uh, do essentially the same thing, but now you can put them to work. Now there's specific things that they can do that will help you or uh, help, you know, the, the village or settlement or whatever you want to call it. And um, yeah, like you said, they, they get a little, what's the word I'm looking for here? They get a little helpless at times. They, they can't really do much in terms of uh, d- making decisions for themselves, which which is where the <laughs> micromanaging comes in, and so uh, it, to me, like that's that's okay. Like I don't mind that part of the game because, like you know, otherwise you're really just watching at that point. But uh, yeah. when you do start to get to, I guess, some of the the higher levels or where you start to have a lot of peeps that you need to manage, um, you know, it can get. I don't want to say overwhelming because to me, like that's the fun part of the game. You know, it's just it's cool to be able to to handle all of that. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I, I've I haven't gotten as far in the game as you have, or I, I'm not even sure at this point. But from what I've played so far, I really like it, and I think that if you've played similar games like this, or if you're just like a RTS type of, uh, or if you enjoy RTS, like. This is a game that I think you'd really enjoy. The the controls have been ported over really nicely. I can't I actually can't really imagine how you would play something like this on a PlayStation controller. It would just No, seem, I, I agree. It it seems like it would be such a hassle. It, yeah, it just seems like it would be more, even more tedious uh, you know, than it is now. And I mean, it's not tedious now, but like I can see it being tedious when you don't have how the controls. Like the, you know, there were so many games back I, I want to say back in the day like I'm an old person, but um there, there's so many games when you could, uh, where they would have a, a PC version of it and a PlayStation version. I was just like, I don't understand how anybody could play this on a console. Um, yeah, without a mouse. I mean, yeah, it's just, it just impossible. It just seemed like so difficult. But yeah, so I, I would say that, um, you know, the controls ported over very nice. The, the graphics, I know you said that they are a little cartoonish, but they're actually really well done. And the thing, the fact that you can like zoom into the, uh, it, well, you can zoom in or out um, of the landscape or of the island, and when you zoom in, like those those graphics, like they render really nicely. And so um, there's just this nice little uh, feeling. Well, it's not a feeling. It's just like the the, the atmosphere is fantastic, and uh, yeah, the the aesthetic is really nice. So um, it's something that uh, you know. I think that if if you're into this type of game. Uh, it's definitely worth checking out. Um, you know, I've played several of the other RTS games out there. I think one of my favorites is is Castle Must Be Mine, which is maybe not really RTS, but more so uh, wave-based, but uh, maybe a hybrid of that. And uh, I spent literally hours, tens of hours in that game just because it's a lot of fun. And I know that this game is something that I'm already excited about just in the the limited time that I've played it. And, you know, like you said, I haven't even gotten through all the tutorial, but I've, I feel like I've done so much. And so now I want to really just go through and the fact that there are like several different islands or several different levels that you can, can play. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, literally I spent about an hour in that first tutorial level and I, most of that hour was spent 
doing new things. I mean, it was literally the whole hour of this tutorial was, you know, giving me new concepts to deal with and, and kind of learning how the game works and all that kind of thing. And I was just thinking, like, man, there's a lot of games that I'd already be done with this game at this point. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I, it's there, there are a few games out there that, like you said, have that um, replay value. And I, maybe we aren't there yet, but this is just something that I feel like, uh, you know, as you go along, there are different ways that you can play the game. There are different uh, strategies that you can use. And I'm seeing that already just, you know, on the, the most basic or on the first levels of the game. Uh, and so, like, it's it's one of those things where I'd be excited to go back after finishing the game to try and improve the score, you know, get it higher on the leaderboards, or just, just have that self-satisfaction that you played a level as perfectly as you could. Um, and so, yeah, it's... It's a it's a really cool one. It's on sale right now. It's forty percent off, uh, and so it's fourteen ninety nine US dollars. And um, I, I mean, at this price, you know, it's a fully developed game. I, I would say that it's it's definitely worth it if if you're into this type of game. Um, and I'll try to post a video of it as well uh, in terms of just uh, a gameplay video. So you'll be able yeah. to see that. And uh, I'm sure there are others online uh, or on YouTube. But it's, yeah, it, it caught my attention. Again, it mainly caught my attention because people were comparing it to black and white. And I've mm -hmm. been, been looking for a game that can replicate that type of control in a VR yeah. environment. And so, yeah. like I said, this isn't exactly it, but you know, these games are getting pretty darn close. So, yeah. Um, yeah no, I mean, like you said, I think it's, I mean, for anyone out there that hasn't played it, I mean, literally you can zoom in. I mean, these are, it's kind of on a, on a floating suspended island. It's a little world on an island. But if you, if you zoom in, it doesn't look like you're zooming into something that was made kind of low poly, like, you know, kind of, oh, I'm, I'm getting too close to something that was meant to be seen from afar. I mean, literally you zoom in and it looks like, like, oh, this, this game, like you're supposed to be on ground level, but in reality, the game kind of lets you do as you, as you please. So it's, it's really neat. Yep. Yep. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, that's that's all I really have for the game. You got anything else you wanted to mention? Yeah, no, 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 not not really. I mean, just that, like you said, I think it's it's worth picking up, and at fourteen dollars, especially, it's a steal. Even even at full price, if someone's listening to this kind of after the fact, and you have to get it for closer to, I think, twenty four or twenty five bucks or something. I mean, even then, it's if you're into these type of games, if you like strategy, it's a great one, and I hope more and more. You know, high quality titles like this from other platforms like PlayStation VR continue to come to the Vive because it's it's refresh refreshing to be able to play the quality titles from other platforms. You know, you hope that these you know all VR enthusiasts are able to play everything. So, no, couldn't agree with you more. And like we said earlier in the episode, uh, there are more games coming out and uh, I cannot wait. And I think those are going to be some of the next ones that we end up talking about just because they'll be new and fresh. And um, I mean, people are, are who are, who have vibes or who do not have PSVRs uh, will be eager to try them out, especially after all the rave reviews that they have gotten on PlayStation. Yep. 
Cool, man. Well, that's all we got for today. Uh, again, just a reminder that uh, we are giving away a Steam gift card, 20 bucks at the beginning of every month. So uh, if you could leave us a review on iTunes, we'd appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we are up on iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, we post these up on YouTube as well. And YouTube is where we, uh, where we keep the discussion going. So we'd love to hear your thoughts about this game or any other games in, that you think we should check out. And um, yeah, with that, we will catch you guys all again very, very soon. 